Hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris Maloney. This is episode number two of CWN Weekly, coming to you live from London, Ontario, Canada. Uh, date today is Friday, August the 28th, 2020. I uh, hope you guys had a good week. It's been an interesting week uh, for sure. Um, as far as the sport, uh, sports world goes, a lot of uh, stuff going on as far as wrestling goes as well. Uh, so if you're watching live, thank you very much. If you are watching live, feel free to comment. Uh, I'll be able to answer your questions here on the air. Uh, like I said last week, uh, the show itself will differ from uh, week to week as far as what days we go on. Uh, so this week we are on Friday. I'll go more into that towards the end of the show as far as the schedule goes for CWN. Uh, but like I said, we are live. And if you have any questions or comments, let me know. Uh, you know, feel free to uh, ask me whatever you want to. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll talk about uh, wrestling that happened this past week. Uh, some sad news that took place this past week. Uh, actually, just took place yesterday was the uh, passing of Bullet Bar, uh, Bob Armstrong, uh, 80 years old, uh, ended up passing away. So I'm just going to read you from here from WWE.com. WWE is saddened to learn that Bullet Bob Armstrong, WWE Hall of Famer and Patriarch of the legendary Armstrong wrestling family, has passed away at the age of 80. Equal part strongman and showman Armstrong, who was born Joseph James in Marietta, Georgia, on October the 3rd, 1939. Uh, proved himself as one of the most tenacious grapplers on the planet during his territorial days of sports entertainment. He secured his tough man reputation long before he ever set foot in the ring, uh, thanks to his tour duty in the U.S. Marine Corps and his seven-year tenure as a member of the Fair Oaks, later Cobb Co uh, County Fire Department. Uh, goes on to say, Armstrong, however, did, uh, didn't wrestle in his laurels when it, he was between the ropes. Handled himself well in the rough and tumble southeastern uh, territories by employing an assortment of holds and moves, includes, including his feared sleeper and Georgia drawbreaker. He also possessed the gift of grappling gab, giving him the uncanny ability to wear down a rival with his words as well as his strength. Uh, his chosen uh, trade later became a family business as Armstrong's four sons, Joseph, a.k.a. Scott Armstrong. Most people know him, by the way, as a referee. Uh, Brad Armstrong, who was the Candyman back in the WCW days. Steve Armstrong, as well as Brian, a.k.a. WWE Hall of Famer, the Road Dog Jesse James, followed in their father's footsteps. Armstrong boys often found themselves in the dad's corners. Bullet Bob partnered with each of his uh, sons at various points in the competitive career, which spanned over six decades. Uh, for his part, Armstrong often credited his beloved wife, Gail, as his secret to his success. Upon being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011, their self-proclaimed old war horse also made the case that his many triumphs likely benefited from divine intervention, too. I think somebody up there likes me, Armstrong said during his 2011 WWE Hall of Fame induction speak. Speech, sorry, I got to live my dream. WWE extends his condolences to the Armstrong family and uh, friends and fans. So, again, Bob Armstrong passes away at the age of 80. Um, now, they had said six decades, but somebody, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was yesterday or today, had said that if he was able to, he would have wrestled in 2020. And I don't doubt that. And reason for it is this. So, if you bring up Bob Armstrong on Wikipedia, amongst all the stuff that WWE.com had presented as well, um, here's a snippet from Wikipedia. So while bench pressing a dumbbell weighing upwards of 180 pounds in a gym in Georgia, uh, the bench that Armstrong was lying upon broke, leading to the weight falling on his face. Armstrong's face was uh, severely damaged and his nose was uh, torn off entirely off, and he required $38,000 U.S. worth of plastic surgery to repair it. While undergoing surgery, Armstrong donned the wrestling mats to conceal his uh, disfigured features and began using the name The Bullet. So there's the history behind that. But damn, the guy has 180-pound weight fall on his face, shattering his nose to the fact to the point it completely comes off. 
and he gets $38,000 in plastic surgery and then continues on with his wrestling career. Like it was just a, another day at the office, you know? So, um, Again, you know, it's it, the legacy continues with his sons. Um, Scott, uh, Scott Armstrong, I'm just going to bring this up quickly, had passed away. Sorry, not Scott, Brad, uh, passed away in 2012 at the age, I think it was 48 or 49 years old. I'm just going to bring that up here. Um, yeah, passed away of a heart attack and he was no age 50. Uh, so, yeah, he had passed away first, and then obviously uh, Brian James Scott, uh, Scott Armstrong still part of the WB family. But, uh, yeah, some sad news yesterday. That came out late yesterday. Um, I was watching AEW, and then all of a sudden I was watching some podcasts after that, and uh, news broke about Bob Armstrong and then WWE.com had it on, uh, you know, their website uh, uh, later on. So, again, thoughts and prayers out, uh, out to the Armstrong family. Um, you know, a guy 80 years old and, uh, you know, six decades in the wrestling business, as tough as he was, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, thanks for all the memories. Um, I've got to go on YouTube uh, probably later tonight, tomorrow, to find out uh, more about this guy because apparently there was huge feuds with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I love Piper. I've always usually got the book behind me, either his or Greg Oliver's, um, but I'm going to see some of the footage of uh, Greg Oliver's. No, not Greg Oliver. Uh, that would be different. Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and uh, Bo- uh, Bob Armstrong back in the day. I'm going to slow down my words here. But, uh, again, yeah, rest in peace uh, to Bob Armstrong here. Uh, from there, we're going to go into what are we going to go into here? We got some previews, results. We got a lot of, of news to be talking about this week. So you saw if if you're a fan of this show, and hopefully you are, uh, you saw my recaps from last week. You saw my previews for last week for SummerSlam as well as NXT Takeover. If you watch those, thank you very much. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're watching those at all. Um, again, the big things going on. NXT UK is coming back, so I'm going to bring up the article for that. Uh, NXT UK set to return this coming September. Um, NXT will return with new episodes beginning in September. The groundbreaking brand features the likes of NXT United Kingdom champion Walter, uh, UK champion Kaylee, Re- uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, Eli Dragunov, uh, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, and more. And then be, uh, be, t- uh, be sure to stay tuned to WWE Digital Platforms for more information on the return of UK. Uh, so that's going to be interesting because of the fact of what happened at NXT this past week. So I'll leave it at that. Another big thing that uh, that took place, I'm just going to bring this up quickly as well, is that Angelina Love apparently had a big week. And this was, I think, back on the 22nd. So I may have missed that last week. But this was on ROHWrestling.com. Angelina Love celebrated her 20th year as a, a pro wrestler earlier this week. And to commemorate the milestone, this week's episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, which is on the Fight Network here in Canada at 10 p.m. every uh, every Tuesday night following Impact, uh, we'll spotlight the allure. So the allure was on that this week. Like I said, Angelina Love, 20 years in the business. Um, I think I only got to see her one time, and I'll share a story here. So the one time I got to see Angelina Love was this. Um there was a, an event that was supposed to happen in Paris, Ontario. And to anybody who's old school Ontario independent wrestling might uh, remember this. event supposed to happen in Paris, Ontario. This featured uh, Outlaw Scott Chase, Tyrant Eric Dawson, uh, the Texas Hellraisers, as they used to be called. And then Angelina Love was their, their manager back then. And I think it was just Angel Williams might have been what she was going by back then. So long story short, drive to Paris, Ontario, no ring. Uh, barely any kind of crew. There was an autograph signing, I think, in, in the mall before that. There was promised names. I think it was just the local talent that appeared for the autograph signing. Yeah, I think the Texas Hellraisers and Angel Williams were part of that. And they were, you know, happy and signing um, pictures for fans and and, uh, and everything else. So that is what was going on. Well, you get to the event, and it's like, I think it was like a horse racing stadium or something like that. No ring shows up, and it ended up being, I forget the guy's name, but they put on one match, 
and it was um, basically uh, this one guy. I, I apologize for you know missing his name, um, Thorn. I think his name was, and but he was fighting the missing link. And the missing <laughs> link, I went up to the guy, and I was you know kind of shy back then. I was, and he was sitting in his car smoking a cigarette. I'll never forget it. And I think I said one thing to him, and he said one thing back, and then that was it. And the next thing you know, the match goes on. There's no ring. It's like two guys wrestling, uh, you know, in, in the field. Uh, it's kind of interesting. The missing link being the, you know, the pro that he was, w- wanted to give the fans that did show up. And not a lot of fans did show up. But uh, anyways, he wanted to give them, you know, some kind of money's worth, so to speak. So, you know, missing link wrestled on on basically the, the outside. Much the same is going on right now with some of the stuff that's going on in Ontario you know, outside backyards and parking lots and stuff like that. But uh, that was my first memory of Angel Williams. Uh, Angelina Love was uh, seeing her at that Paris, Ontario show that really kind of never took place. But uh, 20 years in the business is absolutely amazing uh, for her. Uh, from there, we'll go into, you know, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some of the returns and, and some of the stuff that's been going on. So uh, Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, NXT this week. Um, you know, he dislocated his shoulder during the match from last Saturday. Uh, ends up, you know, say, saying to the wrestling world, you know, hey, it's we'll have to wait and see. Uh, he's, um, uh, you know, believed the separated shoulder won't lead to a long absence. Well, then completely quiet. So he's MRI that was, had taken place on Monday. From there, he goes and basically, uh, you know, stays quiet until Wednesday. He arrives in the uh, the ring on Wednesday. Scarlett's with them. Uh, gets on the mic. Uh, drops the championship to the, due to the separated shoulder, uh, drops the championship in the middle of the ring. Uh, you know, uh, the, the um, hourglass is, is there, you know, uh, with uh, regards to the movie theatrics, everything else. But the fact is, Killer Cross, Kieran Cross, sorry, uh, relinquishes the title on, uh, you know, um, NXT this, uh, last Wednesday. So uh, it sucks to see because the fact is he finally gets his due. And the next thing you know, he has to drop the title, much like what happened to Finn Balor in the Universal Championship. That was uh, that sucked to see as well. Anyways, that sucked. But then all of a sudden, last Sunday, uh, you know, SummerSlam, Roman Reigns appears. And uh, a lot of people, I guess, didn't know about this because some of the journalists, some of the podcasters out there were unaware of it. And they marked out, you know, the same way, hey, like, holy crap, Roman Reigns is actually back. You know what I mean? Tremendous shape. Um, huge main event for him uh, coming up this uh, Sunday, which we'll talk about momentarily here. But the fact is Roman Reigns is doing the contract signing tonight on SmackDown with regards to Braun Strowman as well as The Fiend. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what uh, when, you know what goes on with regards to uh, SmackDown itself. Um, from there, basically, uh, other news. Renee Young says goodbye to WWE officially. I mean, she had said goodbye as far as SummerSlam went, uh, but she officially said goodbye once again on Wednesday. Uh, said goodbye on, uh, I think it was uh, Instagram as well. I had said that, you know, uh, thank you to the WWE Universe. Uh, you know, it'd been it'd been great for her. Uh, was on the not aftermath, but she was on the the bump show. Uh, so goodbyes on there as well. They praised her, how much love they had for her, and then basically uh, said that from uh, this point forward, she's going on with uh, the name Renee Paquette, uh, which is the name she used before she got to WWE. So no longer Renee Young, but Renee, uh, Renee Paquette. Uh, so this, uh, you know, going forward, you'll see the Paquette show up. Whether or not she shows up in AEW, I don't know. There was a reference dropped to her last night as far as the show goes, which I will get into. Uh, but, uh, I mean, she's a smart lady, so we'll have to wait and see what comes up for her there. Um, big news as well. Keith Lee premiered, uh, debuted on Raw this past week. Uh, the reason I bring it up is uh, because of this. A lot of people... Not like, not, not, excuse me, not necessarily down with his new theme song, his new look. Um, you know, any of that. So 
Vince McMahon basically, I guess, wanted to cover him up because he's not a big fan of guys being out of shape on national TV as far as his brands go. That is what I heard. Um, you know, whether or not it's true, I don't know. As far as the music goes, the one thing I have heard that makes sense is the old uh, group, the old brand CFO uh, with the uh, dollar symbol beside it. We're doing the the um, uh, what the, the music, uh, so to speak, for the WDB guys back in the day. Well, the fact is, when it comes down to it, um, they apparently aren't doing it anymore. So anytime they use their music, they have to pay them royalties. So WDB wanted to change things up so they no longer had to pay them royalties, which absolutely makes sense there. Uh, big news as well, Wade Barrett joining the announced team this past Wednesday on NXT. Uh, they said it was a one-and-done deal, but the fact is now oh, you go to WB.com. The fact is he's all over uh, the website. I mean, ch take out, uh, check out these photos that you've never seen before of him. He announced on NXT on Wednesday that he wasn't – well, sorry, he wasn't not going to not be part of the show next Wednesday. Uh, he wanted to be there for the uh, the main event that's been announced, which I'll get into momentarily here. But yeah, Wade Barrett, uh, Stu Bennett, uh, back on NXT, or sorry, back on WWE television, NXT television at that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how long he sticks around. He might be apt to stick around a little bit longer because the fact is he's not wrestling. He's just doing the mic work that as the same thing he was doing in the NWA. So he is good on the mic. He's got that brash, harsh voice. He knows what he's talking about as far as, you know, wrestling goes. And, uh, you know, it's uh, interesting to have a new voice. Um, whether or not they're going to bring Nigel McGuinness back, I don't know. But for the fact is, that right now, Wade Barrett looks like he's not going to any place. So we'll uh, have to wait and see what happens there. Um, something else I want to talk about as well. I didn't know this, but uh, so Slam Wrestling, uh, one of the greatest Canadian websites in the entire world, uh, had put out this article with regards to Luna Vachon. Uh, Luna Vachon apparently had passed away uh, 10 years ago, and this was on, just want to bring it up to 27, so yesterday. Uh, great article by Greg Oliver there uh, from the Matt Matters uh, uh, set. Uh, says, remembering Luna Vachon, 10 years uh, gone. Uh, so she died at the age of 48 years old. Uh, you know, she was well known as far as WCW, WB goes. Um, any, you know, uh, wrestling fans back in the 90s will remember her as uh, Bamba Biggles' main squeeze. Uh, you know, she was part of Goldust Group at one point. She was part of the Oddities at one point. She had the feud with Sable at one point. Uh, she was a character, you know what I mean? And I guess she got her break. I think it was 93 or 94. She came in to replace Sherry Martell as uh, uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, manager slash valet. And that's when she got a big break with the, uh, the WWE. But she was, uh, you know, the stepdaughter of Paul uh, the Butcher Vachon. Uh, you know, the Montreal region there, you know, if you go to the Matt Matters uh, article that Greg Oliver had written, you'll see the two pictures that he's put up like night and day. It's absolutely she looks like almost like a, just a mom in, in the the one photo on the left. And then the, the right hand side, you'll see the Luna Vachon character. So it's uh, uh, kind of interesting to see. So check that out. Slamwrestling.net. But yeah, 10 years on ago yesterday, Luna Vachon passed away. Uh, so sad about that. Uh, followed up by this. This is something that kind of interested me that I found out last night. So. Apparently, you've got Impact Wrestling and the current tag team champions as the Motor City, uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Well, Alex Shelley has come out and he's posted on Twitter uh, ever since, uh, you know, the um, uh, the title change on NXT this week is whether or not they need uh, contenders. And he basically uh, name dropped Kushida to say, as far as the time splitters go, whether or not they want to challenge Brizango for the, the uh, NXT tag team championship. So you've got Alex Shelley, who's Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion, now going and saying that he wants to challenge for the NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, the Tag Team Championship, sorry, with Kushida. Uh, the fact is, I guess he's a free agent. He's not signed a contract with Impact Wrestling. 
from the sounds of it, it's a, it's a per, uh, per appearance deal. So he can kind of do whatever he wants to. Um, he's not locked into any kind of contract whatsoever. Now, he, he is one of the old school wrestling guys. He, he will never screw over a promotion, uh, you know, as far as my opinion goes. Um, but the fact is, it is interesting uh, that you've got an NXT uh, you know, well, sorry, Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion wanting to challenge for the, yeah, the NXT Tag Team Chips with a different partner, not, not Chris Saban, but Kushida. Uh, so it's kind of got me baffled there. It'd be interesting to see if anything comes of it. I don't think it will. Um, but, it, I, you know, it surprises me as great as Alex Shelley is that he's not signed to any company right now. Um, I did see him last summer uh, take on, I think it was Matt Taven in the main event at the ROH show I went to in Toronto Live. And that was part of, excuse me, SummerSlam weekend. Uh, but the fact is, the fact is he should be an agent or he should be signed someplace. And I would sign him to NXT, you know, in a heartbeat because, you know, after his career is done, he can be one of those guys that the uh, younger guys look up to. So um, interesting to say, yeah, Alex Shelley is not uh, signed by any company right now, but he is a, a world champion for uh, Impact Wrestling. So that is interesting there. Um, excuse me again. I'm going to this here. NXT's viewership stays even uh, against cable news coverage. So this was released uh, yesterday. 824,000 viewers. 18 to 49 rating was identical with a 0.24 for the second week in a row. They finished 24th for the night on cable. That was NXT. You follow that up by AEW last night. So AEW tops 800,000 viewers for Thursday night broadcast. 813,000 viewers at that. 0.29 rating in the 18 to 49 demo to place 11th for the night on cable. Uh, heavy as far as the uh, demographic, uh, sorry, the uh, the conventions going on between the Republicans and the Democrats down there. I think last night was the uh, Republicans. I think it was like 21 million people viewed. But the fact is, to uh, have 813,000 people on a night that's not necessarily yours still tune into your products is pretty damn cool. And they had done the same on Saturday as well, so they weren't far off. So. Good to AEW for doing that. Uh, the show was kind of a hit and miss. I'll go through that just briefly here, some of my highlights. But uh, yeah, both companies doing strong work uh, as far as NXT as well as AEW this week, uh, not being on the same night. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if they go back, you know, head to head. Because even next week they're not because they got Super Tuesday for NXT. They got AEW that is going to be happening on Wednesday night as per normal. So it's just a matter of a couple of weeks before we see them head to head again. And then, you know, maybe one of them decides, hey, another night's going to be better off. Or, you know, and, and if that's the case, I see NXT uh, heading to a new night and not uh, necessarily, uh, you know, AEW. Um, NXT Tuesday would be uh, nice as well. You know, you get, you'd have that WWE break in between. You'd have shows on, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday. And then Friday, of course, and the pay-per-view on the Sunday. Uh, but you'd have nothing on the uh, you know the Wednesday and Thursday to give people a break. But saying that with NXT UK takeover coming back, um, you know who who knows who's to say. Um, something else I want to talk about as well. This was interesting. So you watched AEW last night. PWA top five hundred announces John Moxley as number one. Uh, they wouldn't announce anybody. Uh, they made reference, I think it was Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone had said to Jericho, who was on commentary last night, it's like, well, we think you're number three. And then he was kind of like, who was number two? But they wouldn't reference this. Well, you want to know who number two was? Uh, this was posted by Adam Cole on Twitter. Number two, huh? All right. See you soon, 2021. He goes, Adam Cole, baby, number one. So uh, you've got top three. I, I haven't officially checked at the top 25 yet, but it is interesting because the, the PWI 500 this uh, year is um, – both men and women in the top 500. They haven't done separate lists. So I'm definitely interested to see that. But uh, again, 
You've got, uh, like I said, Adam Cole is number two, John Moxley number one, Chris Jericho number three. Not bad. Jericho is like 47, I think, 46, 47 being number three. It's absolutely amazing. So uh, good, to uh, good to the uh, Canadian there. Um, Cody in quarantine. Now, if you're a fan of a show that I was previously doing, you'll know that we interviewed Cody uh, uh, Diener. So we're heavily involved in watching Impact Wrestling back then. I still am. I love Impact Wrestling any chance I get to watch it. But um, when things had broken out as far as COVID went and Cody couldn't get down to the States, he had to do something to kind of remain relevant. So he started doing these skits. Um, as far as Cody in quarantine goes, it basically be him outside of his trailer park trying to sell merch, <laughs> you know, LJN figures, everything else. It's, uh, you know, that guy absolutely amazes me. He's so soft spoken and humble uh, when it comes down to who he is as a, you know, as a real human being. But when you put him in character mode, it's like, holy crap, he can actually go and, and, and make you believe that he's living in a trailer home. You know what I mean? But anyways, uh, fact is the reason I mentioned this, cause he's been nominated as for, as far as the Cody in quarantine goes for four film festivals. I know one is Montreal. I think another one is Vegas and there's two other ones as well, but that short little film that had been done, that was broken up into segments has been nominated for four film festivals. It was uh, pretty damn cool. So uh, Cody, keep it up. Maybe you've got, uh, uh, you know, uh, some movie star uh, into you or in you uh, after the wrestling business uh, dies down, uh, you know, after your career ends. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Rapunge 3K to vacate the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Sad for them. Uh, who is it? Uh, a show had announced that at a post uh, a press conference, I think it was night 13 of Summer Struggle but said that uh, Yo is injured. He won't be coming back anytime soon. Didn't want to do dishonor to the to the tag team championships. Uh, apparently, New Japan had acknowledged it, but they haven't officially made a statement on their website yet. But yeah, it looks like Yo and Yo, Yopungi 3K uh, has uh, dropped the title. So uh, the new IWGP Junior, Heavy, or, yeah, Junior Heavyweight Champions uh, coming up uh, in the near future there. Uh, major matches lined up for Fighting Spirit Unleashed on New Japan Strong. That is taking place. Uh, September 4th and September 11th. So next Friday and the Friday after that, I believe one of the matches is Kenta and Jeff Cobb. So if you get a chance, if you're a fan or if you have subscription to newjapanworld.com, definitely check that out next Friday as well as the following Friday. Um, AEW sets Saturday on sale days for Wednesday's Dynamite all out. So they are selling tickets once again. So big controversy online was whether or not AEW should be running shows with fans. Now I watched AEW in its entirety last night. The fact is they um, are doing things smart. Uh, they had Tony Khan come out before the, you know, the event had actually taken place just to remind guys of social distancing and wearing their masks and not to curse and swear in this and that. And then when you watch the show, it's the show went down great. Uh, fans were in attendance. Jericho had a moment where he actually looked like he's about to tear up and maybe he did underneath the sunglasses. But the fact is AEW went on, they went on strong. They did things, uh, you know, great. And they're in an open environment arena as far as Daly's place goes. So, you know what, why not uh, do it again? So they are doing it again. So tickets on sale tomorrow as far as uh, dynamite for next Wednesday and all out. So you will be seeing fans at Dynamite next week, as well as All Out, which takes place next Saturday night, the pay-per-view, uh, headlined by um, Moxley versus MJF. And I can't believe I forgot that. But uh, anyways, yeah, that is that. Uh, from there, guys, I'm going to go into, I don't think I missed anything as far as the news of the week goes, but uh, I'm going to go into some highlights, some previews, and then I'll get into Canadian independent wrestling, of course. Uh, raw highlights for me. So um, Keith Lee debuted. Uh, it was interesting for him because he interrupted Randy Orton and they came out and there was a, a non 
um, what do they call it? Non-decision match that took place between the two of them, which leads into the pay-per-view coming up for payback this coming Sunday. We will see Randy Orton as well as Keith Lee go at each other. Um, big thing about Raw this past week was Drew McIntyre taking three punts. Uh, he took two and then gets up again and Olsen takes another. And then Keith Lee, uh, you know, basically said, no, enough's enough. Uh, you know, if you're going to do this, you're not going to do this in front of me. So Keith Lee challenged Randy Orton. So the match is taking place on payback. Uh, this coming Sunday, which you'll see the preview take place 3 p.m., uh, from CWN uh, on, uh, I, I think we're going to do it. I think I'm going to do it live. We'll do it live on Sunday at 3 p.m. just before the show there. So uh, look for that. Tazawa is new 24-7 champion. So that took place on Monday as well. Uh, Retribution destroyed the Mysterios at the very end of the show. Um, I think they're starting to get into the characters. I know there was rumor at one point that the guys you saw on screen weren't necessarily the talent that was going to be. But then when you saw them this past Monday, they looked like the guys who were going to basically present themselves. I mean, they were built, they were in shape. Uh, there was women there as well. Uh, rumor has Mia Yim being part of it. Uh, Storyline to me, I would love to see Sami Zayn as the leader of this. I think he's, well, I, you, I mean, you definitely know he's gifted on the mic. But the fact is, here's a guy who's probably bitter because of the fact, because of the whole COVID, he wasn't able to get back down to the States. He chose not to go back down to the States. He was stripped of the Intercontinental Championship. And we really haven't seen him since March. And then all of a sudden, you see what happens with uh, you know Kevin Owens on um, uh, on Monday uh, with regards to Aleister Black. And the fact is, maybe there's play in for that too. Maybe Aleister Black is part of this group as well. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, anyways, yeah, that were raw highlights for me. Impact highlights, obviously, Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Iron Woman match for the uh, title. Uh, Perrazzo retains two falls to one. And then Eddie, uh, Eddie Edwards has uh, been announced to be taking on Eric Young, Canadian Eric Young, next week for the Impact uh, Wrestling Championship. So that'll be interesting. Uh, NXT highlights, obviously cross injury, and then relinquishing the title. That uh, kind of shocked pretty much the entire world there. Um, I mean, like I said, Finn Balor related. It's it's what it reminds me of. Uh, Brazango wins the uh, Tag Team Championships. That I was surprised on as well. I didn't see that coming when um, – uh, Fandango hit that double leg drop, uh, double leg drop off the top rope, and all of a sudden I looked, and all the next thing you know, one, two, three. I was like, "Holy crap! What the hell?" And, but uh, Fandango finally gets their due. Uh, you know, uh, new NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, obviously being challenged by Alex Shelley and Kushida, <laughs> maybe momentarily here, but that'd be interesting. Uh, Regal announcement. Nope, nope. Hold on. Champa came back and destroyed Jake Atlas, which is absolutely. Uh, unreal. I mean, to see Ciampa back is absolutely great, but the fact is he destroyed Jake Atlas. He not only, uh, you know, killed him once, but he killed him again. And <laughs> the referees, because there's no fans, are like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Blah, 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 you know, and this and that. So um, anyways, yeah, so Ciampa is, is back. He destroyed Jake Atlas. So uh, uh have to wait and see when he comes back. Um, but uh, that run into a lot of other things. So Shotzi Blackheart run over uh, Robert Stone again. I'm loving this skit. Uh, I think it was uh, awesome because they had a close-up of Robert Stone doing uh, an interview, doing a, a promo, and next thing you know, he just gets run over. And then next thing you know, she's uh, Shotzi Blackheart with the uh, the tank. And then she goes over Mia Yim, which was surprising as well. So uh, uh, maybe she's getting a little bit of a push there. Uh, from there, we go over uh, we go over to Regal Announcement and Gazdala's uh, clean win over Rhea Ripley. Uh, so Gonzalez, uh, Raquel, I want to say Renee Gonzalez, but I think it's Raquel Gonzalez got a clean win over Ray Ripley in the tag team match. Uh, Ray Ripley just looked dominated. Uh, 
Uh, it's interesting because uh, Rhea Ripley is one of my favorites. I think she's got a big future ahead of her. But to see her overpowered the way she was just was absolutely uh, amazing. So I have to wait and see whether or not they set, uh, set up uh, Io Shirai versus Rhea, not Rhea Ripley, but Raquel Gonzalez, um, you know, in the future. But uh, we'll have to wait and see whether or not that happens or and how it plays out for, uh, uh, you know, uh, Raquel, not Raquel. I'm getting my names mixed up. Rhea Ripley. Uh, too many R's. But uh, yeah, like I said, big announcement of the night was uh, Karrion uh, Cross relinquishing the title. But then what do you do from here? And also, next thing you know, you see a backstage promo that had taken place between, I think it was the the Road Dog and um, uh, Alberts, uh, um, Prince Alberts, uh, and then Shawn Michaels. No, it wasn't. Uh, it, it, Road Dog was not there. My apologies. But uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, and then uh, William Regal, and then also Regal comes to the ring and announces. Next week, NXT Super Tuesday, 60 men Iron Man Fatal Four Way or sorry, four way match, uh, with all former champions. So you've got Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, uh, taking on Adam Cole, baby, uh, taking on uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, taking on Finn Balor. And one of those guys, after 60 minute Iron Man four way match, is going to come out as NXT champion. So I can't wait to see that. I am, um, you know, not a big fan of Iron Man matches. I have seen the Sean Brett one, but uh, to me, it's just too long of a wrestling match. And I say that being a New Japan fan, I could watch Okada Omega, Okada Nado every freaking day of the week. Um, but the fact is, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the, the four-way match because, um, I mean, and, and the other thing is, too, how many referees are going to have? Because if you've got uh, one referee trying to handle four guys in a 60-minute Ironman match, I mean, how how are you going to be able to be in two spots at once, so to speak? So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, it looks like they're uh, they're stacking the card for uh, uh, Super Tuesday as far as NXT goes. So it'll be interesting there. Uh, AEW highlights. So Tony Khan addresses the fans that was hit by mixed reaction online, including somebody from uh, uh, you know uh, the pro wrestling journalism world, uh, known as Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, he had made comments addressing to Tony Khan saying that maybe he shouldn't have done that. And then Khan had come back and there was a little bit of back and forth interaction on Twitter between those take, uh, two guys. But uh, Khan basically said, just, hey, stay safe and no swearing, please. And that's all it was. And then, like I said, him and Ryan sat and went back uh, and forth a little bit there. So uh, I don't think anything's going to come of it. But uh, anyways, it's a uh, live audience. And, you know, some people are going to love it, hate it. But the fact is, Tony Khan has let fans back in the building again. So um, we'll have to wait and see how long it goes on, but it's at least taking place for three straight shows. Uh, fans singing Judas was kind of cool. Like I said, I think Jericho actually legitimately choked up. We'll probably hear him uh, this coming Saturday talk about it on his podcast of so Saturday Night Special. Chris Jericho, I think it's episode 21, but uh, he's usually pretty good about touching base on what happened on AEW as well as the stuff going on in his life. But I, I actually legitimately think he choked him up uh, hearing Judas again sung by the fans. There was only about five to 600 fans in attendance, but it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Jericho was on commentary for the whole entire night. Uh, big news, Hangman cost the Young Bucks the match. So the, the, it was a four-way kind of gauntlet match at the very beginning to see who was going to challenge to uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega. There's obviously the backstory of FTR telling Hangman, hey, you should uh, cost them the match because you know they could beat you. So that was a, a big thing. So Hangman ends up costing the match, excuse me, uh, you know, to the Young Bucks. So, um, again, it's FTR taking on Hangman Page as well as Kenny Omega at the uh, pay-per-view next uh, Saturday night, all out. Um, you know, everybody thinks Hangman Page might be the one turning heel, but the fact is he could be a huge babyface. We see Kenny Omega turn a heel. Maybe Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks turn a heel. FTR remains like a face, uh, you know, group tag team, so to speak, with Sean Spears and then adding Hangman Page to, to make the, the four horse of AEW, so to speak. So it'll be interesting. 
Uh, Casino Battle Royal announced for All Out. So Lance Archer, uh, Brian Cage, part of it. Uh, there was a promo as well. Um, and then uh, Hangman uh, Page got booted from the Elite. Uh, this was uh, the fallout from what had happened in the match. The Young Bucks confronted him backstage at the bar, uh, asked him what the hell was going on. He had no words for them. They basically you know, called him a jobber, said they've been trying to be his friends since November. Nothing's come about it. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Hangman Page gets booted from the Elite. So uh, that will uh, play into, obviously, AEW next Wednesday, as well as the pay-per-view AEW All Out taking place uh, next Saturday night. So SmackDown preview tonight, only two things have been announced. So The Miz is having Big E on the show. Uh, we will be off the air by then. So it is about 7.32 right now. Uh, so next 20 minutes or so, we will shut down for sure to be able to, uh, for everybody to be able to watch SmackDown. And then the other big news is the contract signing between Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, as well as The Fiend uh, for this coming Sunday and the uh, championship match taking place between the three of them. So that is SmackDown tonight. Uh, 205 live preview. It's got, uh, I think, uh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch taking on Everrise was, has been announced. Uh, and uh, New Japan Strong preview, like I said, that is taking place uh, officially week one next week. And then week two will be September the 11th. And big thing taking place at this coming weekend, actually tomorrow. And I do believe it's 4 a.m. So it's not even tomorrow. It's a matter of hours for us here in Canada. But New Japan Pro Wrestling Summer Struggle 2020 in Jenggu taking place. Bell time is 5 o'clock p.m. in Tokyo. So, yeah, that is 4 a.m. here in North America, uh, specifically Canada. Uh, so a lot of matches announced on the show, six big matches in total. I'm going to go through the, uh, those right now. Master Wado taking on Yoshinobu uh, Kanemoro. Uh, that is first match of the night, so that's a special singles match. Uh, second match is No Time Limit, uh, King of Pro Wrestling, so KOPW 2020 Finals four-way match. Uh, Toro Yano taking on El Desperado, taking on Koshida, uh, Koshida, uh, Okada, stumbling my words, uh, and Sonata. So these were the matches we were deciding from. There was uh, eight men involved, and all of a sudden uh, these four guys end up beating their opponents. So now they're in a fatal... Well, sorry, a fatal four-way uh, match to uh, determine the, uh, the champion, so to speak, for the King of Pro Wrestling 2020. Uh, so that is taking place tomorrow as well. That's match number two. Match number three, third match, 60-minute limit, never openweight championship match. Uh, Shingo Takagi, fourth title defense, taking on Manure Suzuki. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I think there's going to be a new champion here. Um, you know what? I'm going to go and announce my picks here. So um kind of tomorrow it's gonna be my pick there i'm gonna say okada is gonna be my pick there i'm gonna say suzuki for new champion taking place there uh fourth match of the night iwd uh, gp junior heavyweight championship match uh takahashi taking on uh, ishimori i'm gonna say because of the issues uh injury wise i think takahashi has legitimately had i'm gonna go with ishimori as a champion i'm gonna see Bullet Club starts to develop a huge following once again, and championships align themselves with that following. So I'm going to say Ishimori uh, beats uh, Takahashi for the championship uh, coming up tomorrow morning. Fifth match of the night, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. we got Ibushi and Tanahashi as challengers taking on Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. I'm going to say Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi's win was a fluke. And I'm going to say Ibushi as Ta and Tanahashi win this uh, to become champions once again. And then last match of the night, obviously the main event, obviously the one that people have been looking forward to for quite a while now 
is the 60-minute limit IWGP heavyweight and the IWGP intercontinental w, uh, double championship match. Challenger Tetsu, uh, Tetsuya Naido taking on champion Evil. And uh, we all know the backstory of this one. So does Naido get his title back or does Evil retain? Uh, this is going to be the toughest match of the card. Looking forward to it. Uh, I've got the weekend off, so I'm going to try to. I don't think I'll be watching it live, but I will play catch up sometime tomorrow. Uh, obviously, Sunday is going to be devoted to WWE. But I'm going to say this I'm going to say Naito takes the championship back. So I'm going to say uh, Naito by uh, pinfall with the Destino uh, to win back the championships from Evil, uh, the turncoat. And it's, it's funny how I said about the Bullet Club, but the fact is, I don't think that um, evil is the bullet club member that's going to take them into 2021 20, uh, so uh, i'll leave it at that so that that is uh, uh new japan pro wrestling summer struggle in jingu taking place live tomorrow morning at meiji jingu stadium here in canada taking place at 4 a.m on newjapanworld.com so if you have the opportunity to check that out check it out if you don't have the opportunity to check it out live definitely check it out later on so um Underground, uh, Major League Wrestling Underground taking place tomorrow night as well. That is 10 p.m. Uh, I think on, I don't know if it's DAZN or, oh, it's the, what's the, the one station I'm missing. But, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, check out Underground as well. They're showing a lot of old school footage right now. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Steve Carino, guys like that uh, back involved back in those days. Uh, from there, Payback, like I said, I won't be talking much about it right now because I'm going to be doing a preview show this coming Sunday. That'll be 3 p.m. live on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitch. Uh, so look for that. Look for the links. Uh, if you uh, want to be part of the show, uh, as far as comments or questions or you have any kind of, uh, uh, you know, your, your own kind of uh, predictions, go let me know. Uh, you can also email me feedback at uh, cwnonline.ca as well. But like I said, a live prediction show coming up this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, G1 Climax 30 coming up in September. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Wrestling Code is the official name of the game presented by Virtual Basement. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of indie stars, a lot of guys who don't have contracts with AEW or WWE being signed to this. Uh, if you go on their Instagram right now, you'll see all the guys, a lot of the guys and women who have been signed by Virtual Basement to be part of this game uh, should be interesting. I know at one point Cody Diener had been uh, announced for it. I don't know if Impact Wrestling had stepped in because I didn't see his name in the list of preview uh, names. But um, again, that is coming out sometime soon. And I do believe it's for... Uh, the Xbox as well as Steam. If I'm not, if I'm saying that right, I'm a big gamer as far as Xbox goes, but not a big gamer as far as the online stuff goes. So, but I know Steam's popular. Uh, I know Stadia is coming out as well as far as Google goes. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, like I said, the Wrestling Code, the official name of the game for Virtual Basement. Uh, MMA talk. Um, just slight here. Bell uh, Bellator 244 took place last weekend. Uh, Nemkov uh, stops uh, Ryan Bader to capture the light heavyweight championship. Uh, that was interesting because of Nemkov's affiliation with Fedor Emelianenko and the way that Bader had stopped uh, Emelianenko back in, uh, I think it was 2016, 17, I believe. Um, but yeah, we got a new champion as far as the light heavyweight championship goes. Still a heavyweight champion Ryan Bader is, but the fact is we got a new light heavyweight champion as far as Bellator uh, goes. Uh, one new breed in Bangkok, Thailand took place earlier today. Uh, so if you have a chance, check out the results. That's 1FC, I believe, .com is still their website. And then UFC Fight Night Smith versus Ratchet. 
uh, taking place uh, tomorrow. So it's 9 p.m. for the main card, TSN2 here in Canada. And then they've got it announced at 7 p.m. Uh, for the prelims that taking place TSN2 as well. So if you're a fan of MMA, uh, definitely check out UFC Fight Night tomorrow night. I think it's UFC Vegas 8, I think is the official name of it. But that'll be on TSN2 here in Canada, as well as the Fight Night app uh if you have it not the fight night app uh so ufc fight pass if you have it so definitely check that out so independent wrestling talk and the best way to be able to hit us up online is right here so i'm going to change the banners so hashtag we are ciw is the official hashtag i've given it uh you can check out the group at canadian independent wrestling dot ca or for uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash canadian independent wrestling you can check it out there as well but if you go to canadian independent wrestling.ca that will forward you to the facebook group uh so canadian independent wrestling is huge as far as uh you know um me being a wrestling fan goes i have been following it since the very early 2000s and when i say that uh, i had a website that started it all called ftcwf.ca uh, in August of 2001, when I started doing that, I started learning about the websites all over Canada. Uh, I started doing, uh, you know, uh, what's coming up next, the results, uh, learning about the wrestlers from, uh, you know, to province to province to province. But like I said, hashtag we are CIW and then Canadian Independent Wrestling uh, are the uh, the links that uh, you can go to there. But like I said, I've been a fan of Canadian Independent Wrestling for a long time now. Uh, like I said, I was talking earlier about Angel Williams celebrating 20 years in the business. And I do believe probably her first year or second year, I get to see that the whole Paris, Ontario thing take place. So, uh, you know, it's been a long time. But uh, Canadian Independent Wrestling is alive and well. Uh, the shows are starting to come back. Um, I know they're doing it the best they can. I mean, Backyard Pro had just done season two, uh, finished up their third show yesterday online on YouTube. So you can check that out on YouTube. Uh, main event, I think, was Psycho Mike taking on The Rock. Um, he ended up scoring the same amount of points as The Rock. It's it's comedic wrestling entertainment. Um, if you're a fan of Ontario Independent Wrestling, the fact is you can you know the voices, you know the guys who are part of the show. They just got different names, uh, but it is comedy. It's um, you know it's and, and take a guy like Psycho Mike, who is one of the best I think I've seen in Ontario Independent Wrestling in the past ten years, and uh, put him on a platform like that, and it's just it's it's funny as hell. And you still get your wrestling, and you still see the, the faces that you you know you love, but it's a, a new performance for them. So it's absolutely amazing. So like I said, check that out, Backyard Pro uh, season finale, episode three yesterday. Um, but from there, I'm going to go into uh, what's coming up as far as independent wrestling goes. And guys, if you have shows that are coming up that are taking place that you know about, hit me up, feedback at uh, cwnonline.ca, or just post them on the group or post them on the page. I'll be able to uh, talk about them on next week's show or the following show or this or that. But this is what I know. And because uh, of COVID, I mean, I, I remember shows where I'd, I'd look and it'd be like 20 shows taking place across Canada in a weekend. Uh, now I've got, um, I think, six taking place in, in the next little while, but I will announce them here. So RCW Friday Night Fights taking place uh, today in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, RCW Saturday Night Fights taking place August 29th in Edmonton, Alberta. We've got Alpha One Wrestling Escape from Your Basement taking place August 29th in Oshawa, Ontario, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, the cool thing about this is A1 Wrestling, Alpha One Wrestling, is owned by Ethan Page. Uh, because of that, and as, as far as Ethan Page goes, he's a huge gamer, has a huge following as far as social media goes, um, has a Twitch channel as well. So if you go to twitch.tv, forward slash played by Julian. So that's twitch.tv forward slash played by Julian. 
you'll be able to watch that show that Alpha One Wrestling presents tomorrow afternoon live and for free. So it'll be 2 p.m. tomorrow on his Twitch channel there. Um, and guys, if you missed that, just basically go and listen to the show on audio or do the replay or whatever the case may be, but write that down. But again, twitch.tv forward slash played by Julian. You'll be able to watch the Alpha One Wrestling show for free tomorrow afternoon. Uh, from there, we get Destiny Wrestling announced The Clash. It's taking place September the 13th, featuring Josh Alexander taking on Speedball Mike Bailey in Mississauga, Ontario. That is taking place in the Battle Arts parking lot. Um, so that there, I don't know if it's with the championship or not, but the fact is uh, Destiny Wrestling presenting its second show since COVID's taken place is actually uh, pretty cool. Um, going to some results here just quickly, and this is weird doing results as far as... Uh, independent wrestling in Canada goes, but I'm loving it. And guys, if you have results as well, feedback at cwnonline.ca, uh, and I'll announce them here in the show. So East Coast Pro Wrestling, ECPW, had presented Celtic Chaos 2020 on August 22nd, Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. So quick results here. Uh, concussion, The concussion dealer, Troy Merrick, walked away victorious following a win over the Narcissus Saint. Uh, it was announced due to injury the ECWP, uh, the ECPW Heavyweight Championship had vaca been vacated by Duke, uh, Duke McIsaac. New champion would be crowned in the eight-man wildcard tag team el elimination match later in the evening. Uh, Follow-up at the East Coast Predator, Titus uh, defeats Kirk Obey, I want to say his last name is, in a hard-hitting match. New ECPW Cel Celtic Roots champion was crowned as the self-proclaimed greatest wrestler of all time. Self-proclaimed greatest wrestler of all time. What a nickname. Uh, Charlie Hubley, Hubley or Hubley, uh, correct me if I'm wrong if you're, if you, uh, if you're watching this show, defeated Lincoln Steen in a no-day-Q match. Chantel pinned uh, debut Leah Lila Dare in a women's belt. It's been a while since I pronounced Indian names. Uh, Casey Williams made his ECPW debut and defeated Jeff James. Post-match uh, post saw James show a darker size. He low-blowed Williams and walked away from the match to course a boo. Uh, booze from the Cape Breton fans. Um, and then the eight-man wildcard tag team elimination match did not disappoint as Team Cowboy, Mike Hughes, Narciss Saint, Casey Williams, and Titus uh, faced off against Team Answer. Uh, the answer was, uh, sorry, Team Answer, which was the answer, Troy, uh, Troy Merrick, Charlie Hubley, and Lincoln Steen with elimination occurring when your opponent gets thrown over the top rope. The ending saw Titus and Steen remain, however, thanks to some outside interference. Lincoln Steen was able to eliminate Titus and was crowned the undisputed ECPW heavyweight champion. So that was ECPW Celtic Chaos 2020, which had taken place on August 22nd in uh, Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. So guys, like I said, feedback at uh, cwnonline.ca for any kind of results or news of emission shows that I haven't announced and this and that. But uh, yeah, glad to see Canadian independent wrestling back. Um, I'm a Maritimer. I'll always be a Maritimer. I've uh, been in London, Ontario now for the better part of 25 years, so to speak. Uh, you know, um, have, you know, it's it's I'm, I'm loving the fact I'm a Maritimer, but I'm also loving the fact that I'm an Ontario boy right now as well. Hence the Raptors. Um, but yeah, I mean, Canadian independent wrestling, no matter where it's at, Quebec, BC, Ontario, Ontario Alberta, uh, the Maritimes, I love it. And I have for like 19 plus years now. So and a uh, shout out to Sean Bates for helping me get back involved with that. Uh, because uh, for a brief period, I'd taken hiatus from watching independent wrestling and still maintain what was going on as far as the internet goes, but really hadn't gone to a show. And I went to a show at Fanshawe College one night for Smash Wrestling. Uh, Tyson Dukes was champ. I think he fought Seb Suave in the main event, and uh, my passion has has regrown since then. Hence, doing shows like this, you know. So, uh, but uh, independent wrestling, uh, you can't, we can't promote it enough. And I've heard from people all over Canada with regards to, um, you know. Uh, getting the word out there about independent wrestling because the fact is I was even saying to my wife tonight at supper time 
some of the guys you see now you won't see on TV for maybe 10 to 15 years, but you'll remember those guys, uh, you know, when they do hit TV. Uh, guys to me like Steve Carino, who I get to meet, uh, who's now an NXT producer backstage hand, you know, Daryl Hornet Sharma, uh, so to speak. I remember him when he was just Hornet. I uh, had the, uh, you know, the honor interviewing him. Both of those guys had the honor interview, and you can check that out at cwnonline.ca, by the way. But look at, uh, you know, Hornet now, uh, one of the main referees as far as NXT goes. And a lot of these guys, like I said, back in the day, uh, Sean Spears even, you know, it's I remember him when he was part of Models Inc. fighting the Highlanders, uh, fighting, uh, you know, uh, Scott Chase and Tyron Eric Dawson, uh, doing an interview with him when he was uh, before he went to WWE for the first time, uh, doing an interview with Bobby Roode before he became as, you know, as, as famous as he, you know, as he is now. Uh, the Impact Wrestling run that he had, as well as, uh, you know, obviously the, the glorious character he's got in the WWE. But the fact is, um, moral of the story is this. If you're watching independent wrestling now and these guys are in their 20s, 30s, whatever the case may be, enjoy it because you never know when you're going to get called up. Um, and two of the main guys that I love on the Ontario independent wrestling scene is Kevin Bennett and Tarek. Why you guys aren't signed by uh, any of the promotions out there right now, I don't know because you guys are super freaking talented. And that's just two of the guys out there who I've seen it you know, live in person. Um, but the fact is, it's like I said, more of the stories enjoy these guys on the independent scene because 10 to 15 years from now, you might have, be having to uh, pay 40, $50 to watch them on pay-per-view uh, as far as WB or AEW goes, uh, you know, when, uh, when that exists. So anyway, guys, that is uh, that as far as shows go. Um, last little bit of news I want to talk about is this. So Battle Arts Academy lives on to new ownership. Uh, the two main guys for Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment, I want to say if that's right, uh, have purchased Battle Arts Academy. So, um, uh, Anthony Corelli, uh, you know, Santino Morella had, uh, you know, said he was going to shut it down basically just because of the fact he wanted to focus more on family time, kind of move, I think, up north to be able to spend more time with his family, uh, you know, just get away from the Toronto area, get away from the day-to-day -day business, just be able to relax. You know, here's a guy who's been doing this again. And one of those guys who's back in Ontario independent wrestling who hit it big. And now his, you know, his life, his career has changed forever. But he wanted to step aside and just say, hey, you know, uh, thank you very much for supporting us. And that is that. He had some offers come about, and the guys from uh, HWE had made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He's still going to stay on as a wrestling coach as far as what he had posted on social media goes. But, yeah, that uh, that is great news because Battle Arts Academy was huge with regards to um, what they were doing for the Don Koloff Arena as far as their association with Destiny Wrestling as well as Battle Arts Pro and the, the amount of um, – courses and classes that they have done and the expertise that came along with it. Here's a guy with Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli, who not only can speak his mind and do it in such a positive note, but he's now doing, I think he's the, um, uh, the kingpin of judo as far as spokesmanship going in, in Canada. Uh, he can be a wrestling coach because he, you know, he, he knows the craft. He can uh, you know tell you and show you how to work promos in this and that. Like he was in the Royal Rumble this year, you know? Uh, so here's a guy who's absolutely amazing. How, you know, as far as how, how his career has gone, but, uh, you know, good for him and good for battle arts for uh, sticking around and uh, hopefully they'll be around for years and years and years to come. Uh, guys, like I said, best way to get in touch with Canadian independent wrestling as far as we go is CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca, or you can see the uh, group online right now. So groups uh, forward slash groups forward slash Canadian independent wrestling. Uh, and I'm talking a lot. I'm starting to get tired. So I'm going to end the show uh, uh, pretty soon here, but um uh, guys, it's been uh, interesting as far as CWN goes because of it's you know it, to me it's passion it's it's what I love doing um, you know I was going through and I was going through the timeline from when I 
uh, you know, put out the website once again. Now, it's been back and forth since 2009, uh, but I'll tell you this. So uh, props to uh, Ed Simon and props to Sean Bates uh, for helping me get this started way back in, in, you know, 2009. I think it was January 2009. And I think one of the first prediction shows that we had done was the Royal Rumble on this. And that was a little bit different. We had, um, you know, we I was doing the stories and independent wrestling, obviously. And then we had uh, columns and, and prediction shows and this and that. And it was fun. And I never would have thought 11 years later, I'd still be talking about CWN. And I've gone through, you know, times where all of a sudden, I, you know, I thought it kind of stalled out. And I was like, OK, what do I do? So I had presented the sharpshooter and the sharpshooter didn't play it the way I wanted it to. So what do you do? You go back home. And I went back home to CWN. So for the past year, I focused on the website. I've done side projects, but the fact is, uh, my main thing as far as wrestling goes will and always be CWN. Um, you know, I started my first website 2001, but for the last 11 years, CWN's existed. Uh, there's a reason I never shut down the Facebook groups. There's a reason I never shut down the Facebook page. Uh, there's a reason why I brought it back. You know, what I mean, it's just it, to me, it's it's what I want to present as far as wrestling goes. You know. I've gone through two shows to talking about wrestling. I love talking about wrestling. Um, the website itself, we we aggregate. So basically, you don't see a lot of original columns or articles in, in this and that. And that just basically comes down to time constraints. The fact is, when it comes down to it, I pull all the articles I think are relevant and interesting into the website itself. Uh, so if, they, if I think something's interesting, WDB.com or ImpactWrestling.com or NewJapan1972.com or, you know, hey, somebody just posted something online as far as Canadian independent wrestling goes on YouTube. I'm going to pull that stuff in. Uh, you'll see, you know, uh, columns eventually present themselves when the time is right. Uh, but the fact is, I take everything I think is relevant and interesting from the internet as far as wrestling and MMA goes and bring it into one website. And that's what my goal is. This here, doing CWN Weekly and the prediction shows and then the recap shows is just an accent. It's like the icing on the cake, so to speak. It gives me the ability to be able to talk. Uh, this is just basically a new platform to be able to do this with, uh, to see how I do solo. Um, it's been going pretty well so far. I mean, it's tough doing a show by myself, but the fact is it's it's also a lot of fun doing the show. Uh, you'll see me start to do interviews. You'll see me start to include guests and everything else. And speaking of that, before I forget, and I wanted to mention this, but uh, Ryan Knight, who uh, has his own podcast out there, so Knights of the Squared Circle, you can check that out, Knights of the Squared Circle on Facebook, as well as I think it's knightsofthesquaredcircle.com. But the fact is, dude is getting married, I think, tomorrow. And the cool fact is he had met, I guess, his his fiance uh, while he uh, was working side by side in the mall or something like that. And the backstory is this: apparently, he was playing a wrestling theme after his store had after his store had closed, and his fiance now has had come to him and said to him, "Is that you know so and so's theme song?" And Ryan was like, "Yeah, it was." And all of a sudden, next thing you know, the two just hit it off, and then. Tomorrow, I guess, is their official wedding day. So uh, according to Facebook, I haven't talked to Brian in a couple of weeks, but according to Facebook, it looks like they're getting married tomorrow. I know he had shut down his show, put it on hiatus just to get through the wedding. But through all the posts on social media he's been doing, I think, no, excuse me, hiccups all of a sudden. Uh, tomorrow is the big day for him. So uh, in saying that, Ryan, congratulations. Uh, long, successful marriage for you. Uh, you know, and uh, keep it going with uh, Nice of the Squared Circle because it is a great show. And check that out on Coyote 103, uh, which is down there, I think, in Cernia. I don't think it's Chatham. I think it's Cernia. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, Ryan, and your fiance there. Uh, not sure of her name, but uh, all the best of luck to both of you guys. I'm celebrating three years myself with uh, my wife uh, coming up September 23rd. 
so uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, similar anniversary dates. And uh, Sean Bates, who I've talked about on the show as well, uh, his anniversary is coming up in September as well. So uh, uh, seems to be the fall is a good time to be getting married. So yeah, anyways, I'll leave it at that. But guys, uh, like I said, sad note to uh, that Boulevard Armstrong had uh, passed away yesterday, but uh, 80 years old, it's a long life. He uh, left his legacy and his uh, legend behind. And, uh, you know, he's uh, be talked about from years to come. I got to go try to find me some Roddy Roddy Piper versus Bob Armstrong stuff because I hear it's great. But, guys, it's been fun. It's been great. As far as schedule goes for us, it's CWN Predicts coming up this coming Sunday, 3 p.m. for WWE Payback 2020. Uh, from there, we'll go into uh, CWN Recap. That'll be immediately following uh, Payback this coming Sunday. So probably about 10 o'clock. You can't see them going three and a half, four hours for that show. So probably around the 10 o'clock mark. It might even be earlier. It might be like 930. But keep, uh, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see it go live when you'll see us go live when that show ends. Uh, episode 3, CWN Weekly will take place Thursday of next week. Uh, just because of my job and everything else. So it'll be Thursday at 7 p.m. That'll be September the 3rd, again, live on Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitch. So 7 p.m. next Thursday. And the episode four of CWN Weekly will take place the following Thursday, again, because of job scheduling, real-life jobs, so to speak, uh, taking place live on uh, September the 10th on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. And that'll be 7 p.m. on Thursday the 10th as well for episode four. You can check me out on Twitter at Chris Maloney CWN down there, as you can see. You can check out everything that has to do with CWN basically on social media as well as the website. Just type in CWN or, you know, sorry, CWN or CWNonline.ca. Uh, we're starting to branch out as far as audio goes. We are on Anchor, but the fact is we are now on Spotify. We are now on SoundCloud. Uh, we are now on, uh, what's the big one? I forget, oh, Apple Podcasts as well. So if you're on any of those platforms, you want to listen to the audio show, check it out. I just saw we hit the live hour mark. So uh, three minutes till SmackDown. So I'm going to log off. But guys, like I said, it's been great. Thank you very much. Look for me back on Sunday to do predictions and recap. And then next Thursday, uh, September the 3rd, 7 p.m. for episode number three of CWN Weekly. So guys, have a great week. Uh, if you're not checking out the recap of the predictions show, but if you are, thank you very much. And uh, that is it. So until Sunday, see everybody again. Thank you very much and uh, take care.